this morning. We uh, <coughs> get everything working. We are glad to be here and have the opportunity to worship our God and Father in heaven and to look at some of the things that we see in God's word about uh, what he has done for us and what he uh, expects of us. And so uh, this morning, going to do uh, a lesson on uh, another one of the things that I, I consider self-inflicted wounds. And I did, I did one of these before, and what I mean by that is basically harm that we cause ourselves spiritually. What do we do that, that can hurt ourselves spiritually? And, and the last one I did talked about anxiety, uh, and this one we're going to look this morning at bitterness. And so, um, again, as we go through these lessons, it's, it's really just a way for us to uh, be reminded of and, and, be, and, and help us to be aware of so that we can guard against uh, these, these harms that we can do to ourselves spiritually, that we can kind of recognize them uh, early on and, and be able to deal with those type things and, and not let them cause us spiritual harm. So, alright, I wanted to do it that way. So, when you, when you think of the word bitterness, uh, I think everyone probably knows we're talking about uh, really it's an attitude or, or almost an emotion that we can have or develop. Uh, if you look at a definition of it, you can, you can find all sorts of things, but this one summed it up pretty well to me. It's resentful cynicism that results in an intense antagonism or hostility towards others. Uh, and so it's when we may uh, resent someone or, or, or some group or some entity, have some uh, cynical thoughts towards them. And, and this idea of intense antagonism or hostility, you know, when you think of bitterness, it, it's more than just I'm a little aggravated by what someone did, right? It's gone, it's gone beyond just being, being aggravated in something that, that's happened, uh, and so, you know, bitterness is kind of, of what those type things can lead to. But uh, for us, practically, you know, this can be uh, towards friends. We can be bitter towards a friend we may have or a, or a co-worker we may have, a uh, family member. We can be bitter towards one another as brethren. Uh, we could be bitter towards uh, a certain business that didn't treat us right, right? Uh, or... Uh, even seeing people become bitter towards religion or towards the Lord's church uh, and bitter towards God. Uh, and so this idea of bitterness, uh, I believe, is really one of the more destructive things that we can do to ourselves, is allowing bitterness to, to, to take hold of us. Uh, and, and we're going to talk about maybe why that is so destructive. But uh, it's a very dangerous uh, emotion, if you want to call it that way. It's a very dangerous place for us to end up at, uh, it becoming bitter towards something or someone. And so it's something that we need to really be careful about. Um, and I think we all understand that, that bitterness uh, doesn't you know, happen 
in a snap, right? It's not something where someone stomps on your toe and you're bitter at them. You know, that's not really how bitterness works, is it? It's kind of, of something that festers and grows. Uh, it starts a lot of times with anger. And when we willfully hold on to, to anger or, or angry or disgruntled feelings towards something or someone, uh, it, it really starts to become like a poison in us. Uh, and, and it's a slow poison if you want to think, it, think of it that way. And ultimately, you know, by hanging on to that anger, hanging on to those disgruntled feelings towards whoever or whatever it may be, um, it, it, as it progresses and, and grows and, and really turns into something uh, terrible for us, it can make us ready to take revenge for ourselves. Uh, it makes us more apt to, to break out in anger against someone or something. Uh, And it'll ultimately lead to all kinds of other sins. Uh, You know, bitterness in and of itself is a sin. I think we'll see that in in, uh, the next slide, that there's some scriptures that tell us, you know, Christians, God's children, are not to be bitter. Uh, But but bitterness also leads to other sins. And so things like wrath and vengeance, slander, malice, uh, it's supposed to be uh, hatreds, misspelled that there, evil thoughts, uh, and bitterness can also keep us from uh, reaching reconciliation with someone, right, that we may have a dispute with. And, and I think, you know, everyone understands that God wants us to be reconciled with others, if at all possible. There's passages that, that tell us as much as possible, be at peace with all men, right? He wants us to not be enemies with others, not be... Um, uh, vengeful or, or angry towards others. He wants us to be reconciled as much as possible with others that we may have disputes with. And, and if we have bitterness inside of us, even a little bit of it, a lot of times it can prohibit us from being able to make that reconciliation. And so all of those things in, in those three points right there are really all the total opposite of the fruits of the Spirit that we as Christians are supposed to have, right? It's, it's, bitterness leads us in, in a direction that's totally 180 degrees from where God would want us to be. And so, again, it, it's something very dangerous uh, for us to allow to, to take hold and, and to grow inside of us. In just a couple of passages uh, from scriptures about bitterness, in Ephesians chapter 4, Starting in verse 30, it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness with out which no one will see the Lord. See that no one fails to obtain, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. And so, again, these two passages, one, you know, at face value, show us that a Christian is really not allowed to be bitter. Uh, if they're doing what God 
wants them to do and being who God wants them to be, they're not going to be bitter. That's that's a sin in God's eyes. And so uh, that passage in Ephesians, let all bitterness uh, be put away from you. And so, um, you know, at face value we see that. And then as you look closer at that, you can see that bitterness is going to cause trouble for us and for others. Uh, it can... Uh, it can even pull others away from the Lord, and and that bitterness is something that grieves the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's something that that God is not happy with. It causes him causes him grief. And so, um, again, it's not who Christians are supposed to be. It's not what we're supposed to have. And you know, if, if we do end up bitter towards something or someone, and, and can't overcome that and get rid of that. I, I believe that will keep us out of heaven. That is a sin that, that God expects us to do away with, with those types of feelings. Uh, they have no place uh, in, in a Christian's life. Um, I would say that bitterness is also a bit of a, if you want to call it a sneaky or a subtle type sin. Uh, we already said it's dangerous, Uh but it can sneak up on us, right? Again, it's not something that that we don't wake up uh, in the morning and say, today I'm going to become bitter at someone or something. That's not how it works. Uh, And and again, I don't believe it happens quickly. You know, it it doesn't, in the flash of of one moment of somebody doing one thing wrong to us, we're not suddenly bitter about it. Uh, We may be angry, and that anger may lead to bitterness, but... Uh, bitterness in and of itself is more of a subtle, slow deterioration of our attitude, our thoughts, and our feelings towards towards that person or, or that group or that thing. Uh, and bitterness can be very hard to, to kill or, or get rid of. Uh, I would say it's one of the, the harder things for us as, as people to deal with. Uh, if we truly become bitter towards something, one or something that it's going to be hard for us to to kill that or get rid of that and do away with that bitterness um and i, I think that's what the passage in hebrews uh, is really talking about um if you look back in that in that passage of hebrews it says let no root of bitterness spring up and cause trouble and so I believe this root of bitterness. When you think about what a root does, okay? When you when you plant a seed, you know one of the first things that the seed does is put down roots, and the roots begin to slowly grow. And the root feeds the plant, right? Uh, the root is how the plant is anchored to the ground, and and the longer the root grows, and the bigger the root becomes, the harder it is to pull the plant up, right? You can't remove it very easily and that that is exactly how bitterness is inside of us if we allow some little root of bitterness to take hold of us uh it at first it would be much easier to get rid of it at the beginning as soon as you feel that feeling towards something but the longer it's allowed to fester the longer it's allowed to grow and take hold the worse and worse it becomes and the harder it's going to be uh to get rid of it and so, again, that analogy of a root is, is, is really a perfect analogy of how bitterness 
works. And, and we can see from that passage that, you know, yes, it's a sin, but the, the writer there and the tone of it is such that it's saying, you know, don't even let that show up at all. Do everything you can to guard against uh, this feeling of bitterness towards something or someone. Uh, because it can really, you know, affect everything about your life. You know, uh, it has spiritual implications. We're already talking some about that. But if you become bitter towards someone or something, is that some uh, is that something that's just on the inside that people can't see you having on the outside? A lot of times it's not. If you're truly bitter towards something, it's going to show on the outside. It's going to affect your whole life your whole attitude, uh, and and it's really going to pull you down uh, in a negative way all around, not just spiritually. And so, um, again, I, I don't believe that anyone ever really sets out uh, to become bitter towards something or someone because I don't even think uh, it's enjoyable for someone to be bitter. You know, I, I think that's just a state that they have allowed themselves to become uh, into or, be, or become that way. And so I wanted to look at a few passages that maybe show us uh, how bitterness can happen. Uh, maybe, I think, three different ways that bitterness can, can happen or, or three causes of it. Uh, and these aren't all the ways, but... Um, the first thing that I had is that bitterness can come uh, just because of difficult circumstances in this life. And, and we've probably all run across someone who may have become bitter because some uh, terrible things have happened in their life that were beyond their control, right? Uh, and this sometimes happens. And I, I think that we can almost see a little bit of this in Job. And all of the terrible things that happened to Job, uh, you can almost see that, that he had some bitterness setting in as you read through that. Um, Job chapter 7 and verse 11, it says, <clears throat> Therefore I will not restrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. And in chapter 9 it says, this is Job talking all, all through these times. He says, If I summoned him and he answered me, I would not believe that he was listening to my voice. For he crushes me with a tempest and multiplies my wounds without cause. He will not let me get my breath, but fills me with bitterness. Right, who's Job talking about there? He's talking about God, right? He feels like that's the way that God is treating him, that he's not listening to his prayers, that he's causing him all of this harm. Uh, and so... You know, again, this is a, uh, a faithful man that, that God puts forth at the beginning of the book is there's no one as good as Job, right? But here's Job uh, again uh, kind of getting in some low cotton, if you will, and, and becoming a little bitter about all of the trouble that he's going through. In chapter 10, starting in verse 1, again, Job says, I loathe my life. I will give free utterance to my complaint. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, do not condemn me. Let me know why you contend against me. Does it seem good for you to oppress and to despise the work of your hands and favor the designs of the wicked? 
Have you eyes of flesh? Do you see as a man sees? Are your days as the days of a man, or your ears as a man's years? That you may seek out my iniquity and search for my sin, although you know that I am not guilty, and there's none to deliver out of your hand. Your hands fashioned and made me, and now you have destroyed me altogether. So again, these are just three different sections from Job's uh, conversations uh, that he has in that book about the difficulties that he's going through. And, you know, none of these, again, were because of uh, choices he made. He didn't uh, bring these things upon themselves. They just happened, right? Now, we know some of the the backstory that Job doesn't understand at this point in his writing. But, you know, from Job's uh, point of view, these it's just a whole bunch of of bad things have happened in his life and, and it's uh, seemingly become a point that uh, something that's causing him to, to become bitter about it. Um, and so I think that can happen uh, to us as well. You know, we may have something happen in our life uh, totally out of our control uh, that really gets us down or that causes us to become bitter uh, towards either God or, or towards what we perceive to be the cause of that trouble in our life, right? Um, it, it can be easy for us to get down with uh, health problems, with you know financial struggles in life, uh, catastrophes that may happen in our life. You know, we we've seen that. I, I feel like and may know people who have gone through those things and maybe even seen them become bitter at God about that, wanting to blame God for the trouble they've had, uh, or, or blame, again, whatever they perceive to be um, the cause of their hardship. <clears throat> you know, we, can, we can start to develop uh, these feelings. When something like that happens, uh, we can start to develop these same feelings that Job seems to be having, this why me, or this isn't fair, or I'm the only one suffering uh, type thoughts can come into our heads. And, and I believe these are all really the beginning of bitterness, right? They're all these, these first roots of bitterness that can try to grab hold of us. And we, we have to do our very best to, to pull those out and, and do away with those thoughts and those type feelings, even when we are going through difficult times. And I believe that uh, one of the answers to that or one of the ways that we can do that uh, is through being thankful and through being grateful and, and through being patient during suffering, uh, relying on God and knowing that he has our best interests at heart and, and that all things will work together to be uh, towards uh, his good. And, and that can be very difficult at times, especially when you're in the middle of, of uh, trying times in life but you know again I think we have to remind ourselves of what we do have uh, versus what we don't have all right um, so besides uh, life troubles that was the first one uh, another reason I guess you could say number two would be um, this idea of, of woe is me because I don't have what that guy has, right? We look around in this life and we see others who we think uh, are, are doing better and, and who may be doing better than us. 
um, in this world or financially. They have uh, more material possessions and belongings and everything seems to be going right for them and not for me. And that thought process or that idea can lead us to bitterness. We can become, again, bitter about our situation. Um, And this, I believe, can stem, whether it's from from envy or from self-pity or covetousness or or jealousy or from us just having a, a love of the things of the world. Right, it can come from any of those things, but I think a good example of this uh, is Simon the sorcerer in Acts chapter eight. I think we all know the the backstory of that. Simon was a, a notorious sorcerer uh, there in the town, and he he hears the gospel and obeys the gospel, uh, becomes a Christian, uh, and shortly thereafter we have this instance in Acts chapter 8. And this is uh, Simon the sorcerer saying to Peter, uh, after he sees that the the apostles can give the power of the Holy Spirit to someone by laying their hands on them, uh, Simon says, Give me this power also, so that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter says to him, May your silver silver perish with you because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have neither part nor lot in this matter for your heart is not right before God. Repent therefore of this wickedness of yours and pray to the Lord that if possible the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and the bond of iniquity. So what... What was going on with Simon there? Again, we have someone who's just become a Christian, just obeyed the gospel you know, a short time before this. Um, but we can see that he still has some wrong motives, right? He still has something going on uh, inside of him that, that, that some of his wishes and wants are not right. And, and Peter says uh, the gall of bitterness is how Peter describes it. And so... There's evidently some some bitterness that Simon has or holding on to, and it seems to be related to wanting these gifts and and, uh, almost wanting it from a sense of of what he could do or gain financially from that. Uh, And so, again, his motives are wrong in wanting that power, and that's what Peter is, is pointing out there. And I think a lot of times... Uh, that that's where we can go wrong as well. You know, if we begin to to develop some bitterness inside of us because we think others have it better than us, or or um, you know, again, why why can't I do well in life compared to this guy? Those type of thoughts that really boils down to something going on in our heart, right? There there's something not right uh, in our heart and what we truly consider to be important in this life. Uh, and a lot of times it's because uh, we love the things of the world or the praise of men uh, so much that when we can't have it like we want it, it causes us bitterness. Uh, you know, Simon, it seems like when you read uh, what little information we have about Simon, we can see that he was, again, uh, a sorcerer or a trickster of no variety, right? It, it seems like people knew about him, and, and uh, maybe he was a well-known uh, guy, and I'm sure he benefited financially from that. But when he became a Christian, 
uh, he, he would have had to put those sorcery type things away. Uh, and, and he would have lost that praise of men uh, and, and would have lost some things financially. And so that could very well be where some of his bitterness was coming from. But again, you know, having the wrong desires leads us to the wrong uh, motives and, and can ultimately end, end up causing us bitterness on the inside. If we worry about what others have and, and what we don't have, again, it'll lead to envy, covetousness, jealousy, and bitterness. And so think about what are some situations in our lives today that, that could you know, basically cause these thoughts or ideas of, of bitterness to well up inside of us. You could miss a promotion at a job, right? The guy that got the promotion, you know, you feel like uh, is nowhere near as good as you are uh, at the job y'all have, and yet he was promoted, and you weren't. Um, even in a local congregation, uh, someone, you know, may get the important job at church versus uh, you have a more lowly job. You know, that can kind of lead to some bitterness for some people. Uh, sometimes people are praised for what they've done, and you may seem to go unnoticed. Again, uh, whether that's at work or in uh, other group things that you're doing, uh, th- those kind of things can cause people to become bitter sometimes. And again, the same solution as the point before uh, is it, going to be over and over again. The way that we do not become bitter about things is to just be thankful and grateful for what we do have. Whether we're talking about the possessions of this life, whether we're talking about situations in our life, um, <clears throat> if we will just be thankful and, and grateful for what we do have, think about all of the good that God has done for us and work on changing our desires to be that of His and, and of spiritual things, um, it, it will help to defend ourselves against bitterness. Uh, the, these ideas of, of jealousy and, and envy will not you know, come up inside of us uh, if we're just thankful and grateful for what we have. Another thing we can do is practice being happy for others. Uh, is it always easy to be happy when someone you know has something good happen to them? A lot of times that's not our first reaction, right? Our first reaction is what? Maybe more jealousy or envy? Um, but, but if we will practice being happy for others when something good happens for someone else, um, that's another way that we can defend against bitterness. Okay? <clears throat> All right, so our third and final thing uh, that that is a cause of bitterness, and I think this is probably the most common cause of bitterness or a primary cause, is anger, right? And we talked about this a little bit at the beginning, how you know bitterness oftentimes starts with anger. Um, if someone steps on your toe, you don't become bitter right then. What do you become? You become angry, right? And And bitterness is something that could... Could leak could could grow out of that anger, but but it's not the initial emotion, right? 
Um, is anger an emotion that we could, if we are strong enough mentally, is anger an emotion that we could avoid? Can we not become angry ever again the rest of our lives if we're good enough at it? I would say probably not, right? I think anger is one of those emotions that, that really we can't avoid it because oftentimes anger just happens like that. Somebody says something or does something and we, we suddenly just become angry about it, right? Um, so it's not completely avoidable to become angry. Uh, but it's how we act when we're angry is what is important. And what we do with that anger, how we process that and, and deal with that and get over that, um, I, I believe are, are, are really what we have to train ourselves to do. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, here Paul, you know, basically uh, seems to, to make mention of the fact that, that there's going to be anger in our lives at times. It says, be angry and do not sin. Right? Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. And so of, of all these verses, I would say that one's probably uh, the one that, that fits the best with what we're saying this morning about um, bitterness. So we become angry, but we have to control that anger and process that anger and deal with that anger and, and what? Get rid of that anger, right? Uh, do not let the sun go down on your anger. And so we can see... You know, just from, from those couple of verses right there that um, it, it's our choice to get rid of the anger or not, right? Uh, do not let the sun go down on it means get rid of that. Don't harbor that anger. Don't keep that anger uh, in yourself because if you do, what will it do? It gives opportunity to the devil, right? And, you know, that's where we start growing towards bitterness, uh, and, and the devil would love for us to become bitter uh, and, and to not get rid of our anger, but to just let it grow inside of us and become worse <clears throat> and worse. In James chapter 1, in verse 19, it says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So here again, James is, is, you know, basically realizing we will become angry at times, but that that's not a good thing, right? We should be slow to anger. Uh, we should not get angry at the drop of a hat. Um, you know, it, it should be something uh, that, that is not our first reaction towards something. Uh, and why? Because when man becomes angry... Righteousness is usually out the window, right? You know, when we become angry, we make bad decisions and, and do things that a lot of times are, are sinful uh, in and of themselves. Colossians 3.8 says, But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk out of your mouth. And First Timothy 2.8 says, I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. And then Ephesians chapter 6, it's a little bit of a, a different look at it, but fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And so in all of those passages, 
some are, are making mention of the fact that, that there will be times we become angry. Others are saying you need to be slow to anger. Others are saying do away with anger. Uh, and a passage in Ephesians is saying don't provoke anger, right? And so, again, this is an emotion that is one of the stronger emotions that, that God has given us, right? And, and it can be uh, difficult to control, but, but God expects us to control and deal with that. And, and he tells us, if you don't, it's going to lead to more trouble. And the devil will take opportunity to cause you more trouble and, and more sin by not dealing with it. And so, again, I think everyone understands pretty clearly what the link between anger and bitterness is, right? You, you Oftentimes, if you don't deal with anger and allow it to fester, you bitterness is where it leads to. Um, someone does you wrong or slights you or hurts your feelings, whether it's at work, whether it's at church, whether it's in a friendship, um, whatever it is, you know, that's really how this progression from anger to bitterness works. You, you get your feelings hurt or feel that you've been done wrong, uh, and then you have a choice, right? So you're angry. What now? Um, well, you know, the Bible and those passages we looked at before told us to get rid of it. Uh, you know, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Um, Jesus in Matthew chapter 18, and this is more specifically about between two people, uh, but again, it's the same thing. Deal with the troubles that come up between you and someone else, between you and a group, between you and, and whatever. Um, it says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you've gained your brother. Uh, but if he does not listen, take one or two others with you as witnesses, uh, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church, and if he refuses to listen to even the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. And so, you know, what Jesus' point here is, if someone has done you wrong and you have these, um, these feelings of anger towards them, uh, don't, you know, don't let that turn into bitterness. Go tell him his fault. Talk about that. Work that out. Um, and get rid of that anger. Uh, because, again, it, it's not going to lead to the righteousness of God. Just after that passage we read in, in Matthew 18 where Jesus is saying, you know, go to your brother and tell him his fault. Um, uh, later in that chapter, we can also see that we must have this forgiving attitude, right? If we're going to get rid of anger, especially anger associated with someone or, or some group having done us wrong or, or hurt us or, or hurt our feelings in some way, we have to have a forgiving attitude to, to overcome that anger and, and avoid becoming bitter. And so, you know, after what Jesus said earlier in the chapter... Uh, Peter comes to Jesus and says to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times. We must be... And so, you know, Jesus' point is, you know, again, 
It's not that on the 78th time you don't have to forgive them. That's not his point. Jesus' point is you forgive every time you have opportunity to forgive, you forgive. You have this forgiving spirit. When someone does you wrong uh, and, and they come to you and repent of that and, and you have the opportunity to offer that forgiveness, you have to be forgiving. <clears throat> and that's, you know, not always easy to do. But again, if we'll just reflect on what God has done for us and the forgiveness that God has given us, it will help help us be able to more easily forgive others when they've done us wrong. And, and again, the the quicker and sooner that we can forgive others, the more forgiving of an attitude that we have inside of us, the the better we'll be able to defend off the bitterness that that could set in because of anger or because of someone having done us wrong. Even, uh, Even if someone has done you wrong but doesn't repent or even care that they've done you wrong, what do you do in that situation, right? It's easy to understand that, that if somebody did me wrong and comes to me and says they're sorry, okay, I'm supposed to forgive them and get over that, right? That's, that's pretty easy to wrap your brain around that. But what if someone has done you wrong and they could care less that they've done you wrong? What, what do you do then? Well, they haven't really you know, repented or tried to make up for that, so that means you get to hang on to your anger and continue being bitter? Or grow into being bitter towards them? No, that's that's not how we're supposed to be. Even <clears throat> if uh, someone hasn't repented, we don't hang on to that anger, right? We have to let that anger go. We have to to not be angry towards them. Uh, don't let that turn into bitterness. That doesn't mean that what they did has been made right, or that the consequences of what they did are gone. Um, they still have some responsibility on their end of the spectrum. But we don't let that and cause us to fall into bitterness. We, we get rid of that and don't worry about those things. And again, we have a forgiving, a forgiving spirit about us, and we have a, a spirit about us that is willing to just let God take care of those type situations. Um, and I think my final point, really, in all of this, especially as we're talking about anger and how it can lead to bitterness, is to think about it's easier for us to get rid of anger than it is to get rid of bitterness, right? Uh, if we'll deal with that early on, anger early on, before bitterness has taken hold, before any root of that has, has sprung up and, and grabbed hold of us, It'll be much easier for us to deal with that and process that and move on from that than if we allow it to fester and if we allow it to grow inside of us. Because the the longer we let that go, the more bitter we become, uh, the harder it's going to be for us to to root that out or or get rid of that emotion or those feelings um, further down the road. I guess that's... uh, that's really my lesson this morning. I've gone over a minute or two, but you know, in conclusion, I think just to sum up everything we've been saying, um, again, bitterness, I think we should all consider that to be a very dangerous thing.
for us spiritually and, and even for us just in general life terms. Again, if we become bitter, it's going to affect our whole life, not just our spiritual well-being. So in light of that, you know, we need to be diligent to prevent it. Uh, we need to you know, recognize what causes it and, and take actions to uh, fix it when we see it as early on as possible. And then, you know, I think we also, amongst ourselves and amongst those we interact with every day, uh, even if it's people uh, who aren't uh, Christians, but people we may interact with, if we see someone becoming bitter, uh, you know, no matter whether they're one of our brethren or not, uh, we need to encourage and help lift people up out of that and don't let people fall into uh, that trap, but, you know, especially among ourselves here, whether it's life struggles, uh, issues of the heart that, that someone may be having, uh, loving the things of the world too much, or someone who may have become angry or disgruntled about something that's happened. Um, again, I think when you're in the moment and you're the one that something's happened to, it's hard for you to see out of it, right? And so oftentimes it may be easier uh, for one of your brethren to see that and, and see that you're having some troubles with that and, and help to encourage you and, and help to strengthen you to overcome that before it turns into a more serious problem than, than what it is. So I appreciate uh, everyone's attention this morning. If you want to turn again to number 304, we're going to sing... This song uh, is called "Why Do You Wait," and and we haven't talked about <clears throat> talked about uh, what it takes to become a Christian this morning. We really everything we've talked about has been about responsibilities of a Christian. Right, uh, a child of God is not not supposed to be someone that allows bitterness to take hold. But uh, every time we're together. Uh, we offer the Lord's invitation to anyone who's never become a Christian and understands what God's Word teaches about how to become a Christian and uh, what to do about that. We offer uh, the opportunity for someone to do that or someone who is a Christian but who may be struggling uh, with bitterness or anger or some other sin and who could use the prayers and encouragement of the group here. Uh, we, we certainly invite you to let that be known and we are here for one another and here to help one another uh, through these type things so if you have a need that we could help with we pray ask that you would come uh, and let that be known as we stand and sing <clears throat>